The New York Rangers enjoy an amazing month of November. This sees them go nine, two, and one. We're going through our biggest takeaways of the month involving Peter Laviolette, Alexi Lafreniere, Artemi Panarin, and also the Rangers' chances of winning a Stanley Cup. You're locked on the New York Rangers, your daily podcast on the New York Rangers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back, Blue Shirts fans, to episode number 952 of the Locked On New York Rangers podcast. I'm your host, John Chick. Just want to thank you guys, as always, for making Locked On New York Rangers your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms, including YouTube. And that song you're hearing right now is, of course, Leave the Lights On by our good friends in Pacifier. You can check those guys out anywhere you get your music. The song is, of course, backed by popular demand. Uh, thanks to you guys for, you know, once again requesting it. But today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is also brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers can get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn today to get started. And we are, of course, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So, thought it'd be a good time. Obviously, it's December 1st as I'm recording this, uh, Friday morning here. So, happy weekend to everybody. And uh, what a great month of November this was for the Rangers. Again, they pretty much just uh, go on a rampage the entire month as they did in October. They once again close out November with a record of 9-2-1. and one. And there's a lot to like here, obviously. And I think the way we're going to do this, we're going to take a look at some uh, team-oriented takeaways first. We're going to move on to, um, you know, some player-focused uh, takeaways as well, including guys like Artemi Panarin, Jimmy Vesey, a couple of others as well. And I'm uh, going to wrap things up with uh, just some other random takeaways and a couple of comments from you guys as well. But for starters, uh, one of the things going into November that, you know, I wasn't like, terrified of the Rangers having a difficult schedule, but you look at the schedule in November and uh, it was not without its quirks. It was not without its challenges. Uh, you had that uh, five-day break there where the Rangers were off Monday through Friday, which just, uh, again, kind of a quirk in the schedule, just something kind of random. And, you know, I didn't want the Rangers to be sitting around for that long because going into that break, they had gone 9-0-1 in their previous 10 games. That sounds like it's about the worst time that you could have a, a lengthy layoff. You know, you're not sure if they're going to be as sharp when they come back or, you know, uh, the momentum is gone or whatever the case might be, but it didn't seem to bother the Rangers too much. Obvious, obviously, I was a lot more concerned about this than the Rangers players and the Ranger coaching staff was because they came out of that break, that five-day break from Monday through Friday there, and they close out the month, uh, the seven games after that, going 5-2 and two and largely just playing excellent hockey throughout, the, throughout that entire stretch there. You get big wins over the Devils, the Penguins, the Flyers, the Bruins, and the Red Wings during that stretch. You know, these are all rivalry Teams, I mean, Red Wings, maybe maybe not really a traditional rivalry, but original six matchup, you know, Detroit and uh, the Rangers. Um, and you got a lot of division rivals. And then, of course, New York and Boston, you know, that's always a rivalry. No matter what sport it is, what level it is, uh, that'll always be there. They had that back-to-back at uh, consecutive 1 p.m. start times. You don't see that every day. Um, back-to-back against the Flyers and the Bruins. They win both of those games. 
So, I mean, they basically just killed it. And clearly this team, they will play anyone on any day in any barn. And uh, far more often than not, they're going to go out there, play with some urgency, put their best foot forward, and ultimately get two points. And the Rangers did a lot of that uh, throughout the uh, entire month of November. So clearly I was more worried about the strange schedule and the challenging schedule. You know, just looking at the schedule, I know some people are going to say like, oh, well, that's not an excuse. You can't use the schedule as an excuse. But let's be honest here. There are stretches of every team's schedule that you look at and say, okay, that looks pretty easy. They should win a lot of games here. There's also some stretches where you say, okay, that's kind of tough. They're going on the road for a while here. Uh, They're playing some tough teams, whatever the case might be. There's, you know, ups and downs in the schedule as far as how challenging it's going to be every single season. Um, I thought this was one of the more challenging stretches for the Rangers, but they pass it with flying colors. Uh, To kind of build on that takeaway, here's another one. The Rangers know how to respond to a loss. Of course, they are 16-4-1 to start the season. So five total losses, if we put the regulation losses with the one uh, overtime loss or shootout loss, as it was. Um, But they have still, and I tweeted this the other night, 21 games in the season, past the quarter point, still have not lost consecutive games the entire season. Now, I was excited coming into the season. I know some people kind of, um, you know, they, they couldn't get that taste out of their mouth, you know, the way the season ended last year against the Devils, and I get that. But you look at this roster, and um, to me, it's a team that's won a lot of games the last couple of years, and a lot of people seem to think uh, that they got a coaching upgrade, and that certainly seems to be the case at this point. Um, but, you know, a lot of people were kind of down on the Rangers, and, and not even just Ranger fans, just overall NHL fans, anal- uh, analysts, whatever it might be. Um, but you know, I'm looking at this, I'm saying this is still a really good team and this still, this championship window is still wide open and yeah, they're a little bit older, but as I've covered in the past, most of the older players on this team are you know, those veterans that they bring in on one year deals that the core of this team for the most part, still very young. So, um, yeah, uh, overall, you know, I, I like their chances coming into the year and it's been really impressive the way that they've bounced back from losses. I'm big on that. The everydayers, you guys know, I've talked about this in the past. You play 82 games, it's going to be hard to have your A game and be just absolutely laser focused and razor sharp and locked in every single night. But if you have one of those games, you know, where you're just, you can't get out of first gear, um, you just can't, um, you're, you're just not at the top of your game. You know, you just don't have it. Uh, maybe you get some bad penalties or some sloppiness with the puck, whatever it might be. Okay, fine. You know, they're not robots. I get that. But then how do you respond in the next game? Don't let that snowball. Don't let that become a habit. We saw that happen uh, at times last year. Certainly the bad stretch they went through in the fall. Everything just kind of snowballed. This year, though, uh, they have been awesome in the games following a loss. And to kind of back up the point that I'm making, once again, they have not lost consecutive games. So obviously that means they've gone 5-0 and in the five games that have followed a loss this season. Um, but to kind of just run through the results. Uh, so the first time they were coming off of a loss, they got a 2-1 win at home over the Coyotes. That was back in October. So too was this one, a 4-1 to win uh, over the Kraken on the road. But then uh, the three losses this month, they respond with a 5-3 to home win against the Red Wings, a one nothing tough 1-0 road win over the Penguins, and uh, a come-from-behind 3-2 to home win against the Detroit Red Wings, obviously the most recent game. So uh, again, the five games following a loss, the Rangers are 5-0, and and they've outscored their opponents by a final or a cumulative score of 15-7. to So this is a team that, and it's not just that they're winning. They, they, These five games that I'm talking about, the five that have, that have followed a loss, it's not like they played poorly and just kind of squeaked by and, oh, we were lucky to win that one. No, the Rangers have been pretty much at their absolute best in just about all five of these games that I mentioned. The one exception you could maybe throw out there is the 5-3 to home win against the Red Wings. Um, just because, you know, they they finished not so good in that game, the third period, they almost let it get away from them a little bit. They were up 5 nothing. let Detroit score three times. But, you know, I suppose that's also uh, 
the perks of building a 5 nothing lead is, is it's usually pretty safe. And even though they gave up three goals, which you wouldn't want to see, um, still got the win, and that's really all that counts. And, and the Rangers, like I said, have been at their absolute best in the wins that have followed a loss, and that's an excellent uh, trend to establish uh, this early in the season. And obviously, we hope that that continues. Uh, I'm also going to throw this out there, another team-oriented takeaway. The Rangers' biggest need at the trade deadline is still a top-six right winger. Obviously, you know, the last couple of seasons, this year for sure, coming into the year, it was looked at as something of a weakness. Uh, that's before we knew that Alexi Lafreniere would move over to the right wing and have his breakout the way that he has. But, you know, you're not even sure Lafreniere is going to play right wing coming into the season. And you're looking at the other options. It's like, okay, Blake Wheeler, he's older. Maybe he could do okay. But you're not expecting, like, you know, point-per-game production from him. You've got Capo Caco. And, again, could kind of go either way. But now you look at where things stand now. Even if we now count Lafreniere as a right winger, which I think we have to, that's all he's played so far this season is the right wing on the Panarin line. So even if we count him, uh, you're still looking at Capo Caco, who is struggling, at least offensively, and is now injured. You've got Blake Wheeler, who really struggled to start the season, has picked it up a little bit recently. But again, I, I just don't know that you can count on him uh, giving you excellent offensive production every single night. You know, he's somebody that I think you'd sell for third line level production. But the problem there is Blake Wheeler is playing on the top line right now. So you look at just kind of the way everything stands. And I think that the Rangers top target at the deadline, and this might take some salary cap gymnastics all over again, but I think the top target, as far as a, uh, a position of need for the Rangers at the deadline, you're looking at the team probably bringing in a right winger and hopefully somebody that can bring some offensive prowess uh, to the table as well. I think uh, Mika and Kreider, you know, if you're going to keep the two of them together, Maybe a, a certain style of right winger, give them a boost a little bit. You know, somebody like uh, Frank Vetrano from a couple of years ago, he played with the two of them and uh, played some excellent hockey for the Rangers that year. I think that really worked well. Um, I don't think he'd be available this year because, first of all, the Ducks are um, a little bit better than people thought they were going to be. But he's also, you know, his, his salary is probably a little bit too high and he's got another year on his contract after this one. So I, I don't think it would be Vetrano himself, but maybe somebody in that mold uh, could work for the Rangers at, at the trade deadline this season. We will see. Um, and, you know, maybe you throw Jimmy VZ on the top line as well. That that could be an interim solution. But I still think if they make a deal at the deadline, you're, you're looking at probably, you know, a top six right winger type. Uh, but we'll see how that goes. And we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. Another takeaway, as far as the team is concerned, the Rangers are the real deal when it comes to faceoffs. They are number one in the league. Yeah, you're right. We, we should all take a second. Let the gravity of that statement really kind of sit in, really kind of hit us a little bit. And uh, just kind of reflect on the horrors that the Rangers have had on the face-off circle the last couple of years. So now, now that we've taken a minute to, to kind of collect ourselves and actually like, wow, this is real. We're not dreaming here. Uh, yes, they are number one in the league when it comes to face-off face-offs at 56.1%. Um, you can chalk that up to good coaching. And obviously these players just just you know, competing on the face-off dot with some urgency. And just look at the individual results. Vincent Trocek right now is at 63.5%. That is absolutely ridiculous. I don't know that that's sustainable, but he's shown no signs of, of slowing down. There are nights he goes out there and he goes like, I think there was a night he was like 13-0 and 0 on the face-off circle or, you know, he'll go like 12-1, and 1, whatever the situation might be. There's nights where he goes out there and just dominates. Uh, Mika is at 56.3%. That would be the highest percentage of his career. His previous career best is just 52.3%. So, again, probably uh, good coaching. And obviously, props to Mika as well. Mika has worked hard to get better at face-offs over the years. You get Nick Bonino, 54.8%. 
So he's actually uh, the, the fourth. You think of Benino as such a great faceoff guy, and he's very good on the faceoff. But of all the Rangers centers right now, he's actually uh, the weakest if you just go by percentage because he got Barkley Goodrow right now at 57.1%, and that's his highest win percentage since 2017, 2018 with the Sharks. This is not a fluke anymore. This is not a just oddly hot start on the faceoff circle. No, we're a quarter of the way through. Some of these percentages might not be sustainable for a full 82, but I mean that they're going to be very good. You know, if they're, if they're off to this kind of a start, it's more than a small sample size at this point. And you got to figure the Rangers will continue to be uh, one of the better face-off teams in the league. I'm big on face-offs, especially come playoff time. And obviously uh, we hope that uh, that continues as well. A lot of good trends uh, developing for the Rangers in the month of November. So we're going to keep everything rolling in just a second. I'm going to, uh, focus a little bit more on individual players and talk about some takeaways, guys like Jimmy Vesey, guys like Artemi Panarin, a couple others as well. And uh, we will get to that in just a second here. First, though, definitely want to let everybody know, today's episode of Locked on New York Rangers is brought to you by FanDuel. As the weather gets colder, the NFL offers stay hot on FanDuel. Right now, new customers can get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's 150 bucks. If your team wins, if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time than right now to get in on the action. The app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and much, much more. And I've shared this before, you know, the everydayers, you guys will, uh, you guys will recognize this, but I have a friend and this is true. Like I I've known this guy since uh, middle school and he's a big Giants fan, but he also never really seems to believe in them all that much. So his big thing what he does when it comes to the, to the bets that he makes is he will bet against the Giants because, as he describes it, something good will happen. Either his football team wins a game or they lose, and he wins some money. So just throwing out a strategy for you guys. But, yeah, visit FanDuel.com slash on and enjoy the NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. All right, we just want to thank you guys, as always, for making Locked On New York Rangers your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms, including YouTube. And for the everydayers, uh, the Rangers are going to be busy this weekend. They uh, kick off December with a 4.30 road game on Saturday, once again, in Nashville against the Predators. A little bit of an odd start time, so set a reminder, do whatever you have to do. Um, probably going to be doing an episode Saturday night on that game. And then the Rangers uh, will also play on Sunday. So they got a back-to-back uh, to kick off the month of December. And obviously the Rangers going to be looking for some payback against the Predators. But for right now, let's go ahead and keep our focus on uh, the big takeaways, the big takeaways from what was an awesome month for, of November for the Rangers. Uh, and I want to start with Jimmy Vesey, you know, somebody who's really stepped up his game uh, recently, pretty much all season, you know, at this point, he's going to give you that gritty style. And somebody mentioned in the comments section, I'm sorry, I don't have the YouTube page open right now. It's something that I've been talking about in some previous episodes though. Yeah, Jimmy Vesey right now, in the NHL, not really known as like a bona fide offensive weapon, not really known as like a high scoring player. And, um, you know, I mean, his track record would suggest as much. But as this uh, commentator mentioned in the YouTube section, this guy is a former Hobie Baker award winner. And that goes to the best player in college hockey. Obviously, that's always going to go to somebody with a high point total. And I realize, again, it's a very long time ago. It's a completely different level of hockey, college versus the NHL. But that ability, that, that scoring prowess, it's still there somewhere. You know, Jimmy Vesey can still uh, bring that out of himself every now and then. And with five goals so far this season, he's basically on pace for 20 goals. Imagine getting that out of one of your fourth liners, a 20-goal season from Jimmy Vesey, not to mention the fact that he's making just a shade over the league minimum. So I'm not sure Jimmy Vesey is going to keep up that pace, especially if he stays on the fourth line. And 
again, you know, that there's some consideration to be had uh, for VZ potentially moving up to that top line with uh, with Mika and Kreider. We saw him do that last year. But for the time being, we'll just enjoy what Jimmy VZ's on the fourth line, what, he, what he's doing on the fourth line, rather. Um, and, you know, if you're going to be a championship team, you need guys like this. You need guys that are going to give you more than you were expecting, um, bring a little bit more to the table than you probably anticipated to start the season. I mean, I've always liked VZ, and I, I thought he did a really great job for the Rangers last year. But did I think at the quarter point of the season he'd be on pace for 20 goals? No, I, I didn't think he had this in him. But um, obviously he's doing a heck of a job and scoring goals in big spots too. a couple of game winners recently, including uh, that one against Detroit where he batted the puck out of the air into the net. Uh, that made it 3-2 Rangers with about three or four minutes left, whatever it was uh, at that point in the game. So can't say enough good things about Jimmy Vesey. Can't say enough good things about this next player either, Alexi Lafreniere. And my takeaway here is that Alexi Lafreniere has arrived. And I realize, you know, oh, don't jinx it. Don't do this and that. But, you know, as, as far as jinxes go, and I, I tend to be pretty superstitious when it comes to sports, I think I'm kind of done with jinxes. And be like, I'm so superstitious that I'm going to go out of my way to not be superstitious when it comes to the Rangers. I've been trying to do everything right and, you know, sit in the same chair when the Rangers win, sit in that same chair the next game and do this and do that, wear the same shirt, whatever it might be. Um, But you know what? It hasn't worked. It's been 30 years since the Rangers have won a Stanley Cup. So you know what? Let's all throw superstitions out the window and let's just kind of do whatever comes naturally. Go out of your way to not be superstitious this year. Maybe the Rangers can win a Stanley Cup if we all collectively do that together. We can just will it into existence. But uh, slight detour over back to Alexi Lafreniere here. 21 games this season, eight goals, six assists. Uh, he may very well flirt with 30 goals before the season is over. It feels like he's just getting better and better as the season goes. To get a 30-goal season out of Alexi Lafreniere would be absolutely huge for this team. But it's not just the stats. You know, he's out there buzzing every single night. He's skating hard every single shift. And that Panarin line, and I realize Panarin probably has more to do with it than anybody else, but you know what? That line, um, Panarin, Lafreniere, and then whether it was either Hedl or now Trocek centering that line, far and away the Rangers' best. 5v5 line, especially when it comes to offense. Those are the guys when they're out there that every single shift they're buzzing, they look dangerous. You feel like it's going to end with them putting the puck in the net. So as far as where Lafreniere is right now, has he become like a truly, truly unbelievable elite player in the league like the Rangers were hoping when they drafted him? He hasn't, but what you're seeing right now, you're seeing more than just flashes. You're seeing consistent uh, stretches of play from Alexi Lafreniere where it's like, okay, that looks like a guy that would be a number one overall pick. That looks like a guy that was the slam dunk. No doubt about it. This guy has to go first in the NHL draft. Uh, Him and Panarin are so good on the rush together. They're feeding each other with some excellent passes. There's some grit to Lafreniere's game as well. We've seen that even throughout the the previous years, but we see him get the occasional dirty goal as well. And his skating looks so much better this year than it's ever looked in the past. I've talked about that uh, in recent episodes as well. Um, But yeah, again, you just can't say enough about the job he's done. He's not just somebody that, okay, well, he's going to chip in every now and then, give you some secondary scoring. No, he's one of the driving forces of this Ranger team right now. And I think, uh, you know, fans that have been waiting for this and count me among you, got to just love what you've been seeing from Alexi Lafreniere uh, so far this season. Speaking of that line, and speaking of Artemi Panarin, he is now a legitimate uh, Hart Trophy contender. I, I think we even suggested this during the October takeaways, but now we know it for sure. 21 games, 12 goals, 19 assists, at least one point in all but three games this season. And the biggest thing that Panarin does, or or one of the biggest things, is he elevates the guys around him. We've seen him do it with everybody he's played for since he's been on the Rangers. We've certainly seen it this season. Vincent Trocek's production skyrocketed as soon as he moved from the third line to the second line. Uh, Trocek has played 11 games with Panarin, 
In that time, he's got four goals and nine assists. Before that, in 10 games, he only had one goal and three assists. So the Panarin bump is a very real thing. And obviously, we just got done talking about Lafreniere. We see how good he's been uh, this season as well. Lafreniere switches positions from left wing to right wing. But whatever like detriment that might be, it's far outweighed by the positive of getting to play with, uh, with Artemi Panarin. And we're seeing examples or we're seeing proof of that you know, as these games continue here. And Philip Edel, you know, even him, he, he was off to a really nice start this season as well uh, before he got injured. He wasn't really racking up goals, but the assists were there. And uh, again, that that line just looked dangerous every single time they were out there. But Panarin's just been a buzzsaw, uh, battling on every shift, competing with urgency in every single shift. Um, seems like he's stepping up a little bit more as a leader this season because, you know, again, it just feels like he's leaving everything he's got out there on every single shift. I, I don't know that he's the biggest rah-rah guy. He seems like the leader that kind of, keeps things a little bit light, you know, maybe like even as like a ca- counterbalance because Jacob Truba, he's the captain. We know he's all business and everything. And, you know, Panarin can almost be the good cop kind of thing. Everybody loves Panarin. But yeah, just just doing an awesome job overall uh, is Artemi Panarin this season. Another big one here. I'm going to say that Igor Shosturkin's best hockey is still in front of him this season. That's a big takeaway for me. Uh, he's played very well. Take nothing away. Uh, he is nine and four with a 254 goals against average, a 915 save percentage. These are very solid numbers. But with Igor setting the bar as high as he has throughout his Ranger career, basically, you almost expect better than that. Um, but even with that said, um, he's had some great games. He's made some excellent saves, made some big saves in some big spots. Uh, there was that game against the Devils where Rangers were down three two. They gave up a couple of goals. And um, Igor made some big saves during that stretch of the game to keep them within one and uh, allow the Rangers to ultimately get the win. I said it was 3-2. It might have been 2-1 in that game. But um, whichever it was, the Rangers were down by a goal, and that's when Igor was making his best saves. So uh, great to see that from Igor Shosturkin. And, you know, he was also injured. He could be working his way from back from that a little bit still as well. But I just get the feeling that Igor's best hockey is in front of him. We're going to see a certain point of the season where he just really flips the switch. And I don't know that he'll be as ridiculous as he was two years ago during that Vesna season, because that is no exaggeration. One of the best seasons an NHL goalie has ever had. Um, so I don't know that he'll be quite at that level, but I think he'll get close. I think he'll get closer to that than maybe a lot of people realize. I just feel like Igor, you know, seeing how good this team is around him, seeing what better defense they're playing in front of him this year than maybe in years past, you're going to see him just go to a, an absolutely insane level uh, at some point this season, especially down the stretch and hopefully into the playoffs as well. So we're going to keep everything rolling in just a second. A couple of uh, fan takeaways. We're going to talk about Laviolette a little bit. And we're also going to talk about the Rangers. Uh, are they a serious Stanley Cup contender? I, I think judging by what you've seen so far, you'd have to say yes. But we'll talk about that in greater detail in just a second here. First, definitely want to let everybody know, today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by Sleeper. A new NHL season brings all sorts of possibilities. Artemi Panarin could score 50 goals. The New York Rangers could hoist the Stanley Cup. And you could win big by playing daily fantasy hockey on Sleeper, the official daily fantasy app of the Locked On NHL Network. Sleeper is our number one choice for daily fantasy sports and especially daily fantasy hockey. Because with Sleeper, you can win 100 times your cash in daily fantasy hockey contests. All you have to do is pick whether studs like Panarin or Kreider or Igor Shosturkin will record more or less than their sleeper projections for things like goals, assists, saves, plus, minus, and more in a given game. To win 100 times your bet on sleeper, you need to correctly predict the outcome of eight-player stats. You heard me, Ranger fans. You can win 100 times your money playing daily fantasy hockey with sleeper, so start paying attention and nail your picks so you can start winning big. Use promo code LOCKEDONNHL, and you will get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. 
Terms and conditions apply. That's code locked on NHL. See sleepers terms of use for details and locational availability. Also, I want to let everybody know that Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every single league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. All right, so to kind of wrap up today's episode, here's a big takeaway, and I think this is one that we can all agree with. The injuries have to stop. It hasn't reached the point where it's like completely out of control and it's not really anybody's fault. Um, but we can't see a season like this, a start like this go south because of too many injuries and certainly not in the playoffs. We, we can't have that happen. Um, I just want to see the Rangers at full strength come playoff time. I want to see every team at full strength come playoff time because no excuses. There's no, well, this guy was out of the lineup for eight minutes in game three, and this guy had to miss game four. None of that. We want everybody at full strength, especially the Rangers, because we don't want there to be any excuse making. We want every team to be able to put its best foot forward. And the Rangers right now, um, just off to an excellent start. It's just not the kind of season that you can even bear the thought of having it get away from you because of injuries. And, you know, we've seen, uh, you know, Lindgren had to miss like one game. Adam Fox obviously missed a stretch. He was on LTIR. Igor Shesterkin was out of the lineup for a while. Jonathan Quick even missed a couple of games. And of course, right now, uh, Philip Hedl, you know, dealing with the concussion. We don't know when he's going to be back. Capo Caco on LTIR, right along with Philip Hedl. And I'm um, not sure when he's going to be back either. Although they have said with Caco that it's not season ending. So we'll look forward to getting him back at some point. But yeah, I mean, it's kind of self-explanatory. And I know I'm kind of stating the obvious here. But the injuries, man, it just, it can't go that way. Like, like we need the Rangers to be at full strength because they look like an excellent team. And this is, looks like it's going to be uh, one of their best shots at it, certainly in recent history of, uh, you know, completing the journey to the Stanley Cup. So obviously we hope that they, uh, that they stay healthy. Also at a fan takeaway, this comes to us from the Ice Time podcast. Uh, this is what he had to say. Coach Lav's friendly and family, this is his takeaway. Coach Lav's friendly and family presence in the locker room and on the bench makes him really a part of their lives and passions for each game. Like when he gave quick that hug after they won that game, never saw Gallant go near the players after a game shows Lav's passion. Yeah, for sure. I mean, the one thing with LaViolette and I, I kind of had mixed feelings on him, but I started to warm up to the idea of the Rangers possibly hiring LaViolette, the more you know, kind of research that I did. And um, the more it began to look like he might be the guy um, one thing you'll, you'll never doubt though, whether anybody likes LaViolette or doesn't really like LaViolette, the dude's obviously very passionate about this game, about hockey. And, uh, he's always been that way. He's always been a fiery coach and he continues to be that person, uh, with the New York Rangers. But yeah, I think there is something to be said for, you know, creating a, a welcoming environment. You can be really tough on your players and, and still care about them quite a lot. Um, I think the most coaches, I just summed up in a nutshell, what the best coaches do. You got to push your players. Um, you got to demand a lot out of them. You got to expect a lot out of them. But, uh, you know, I, I think there's also uh, some room for relationship building. And to get back to the point you made about Gallant, um, you know, he, the thing with Gallant, he always has success right away with teams. And this is not like me having any insider information. This is just me kind of reading what's been said over the years and um, trying to connect the dots a little bit. It feels like the reason for that, the reason why Gallant has initial success with teams is because you know, he does kind of have that hands-off style. And I think at first, maybe players like that, we got a little bit more freedom as far as how we're playing the game. And this guy's not, you know, breathing down our necks 24-7. If there's an off day, it's an off day, and he lets us do what we want. 
Um, but I, I feel like at a certain point, Gallant maybe doesn't uh, kind of like reel them in a little bit, doesn't kind of uh, bring everybody together, maybe as much as some other coaches do. And again, I don't know that for sure. I'm just going off of uh, what's been said about him. Uh, you know, obviously Hockey insiders writing some certain things. With LaViolette, you know, he had that family day not too long ago where I guess some of the families were down on the ice uh, with the Ranger players. So um, yeah, demand a lot of your players, but let them know you've got their back and, and you care about them too. And I think that's what LaViolette does. And I think that's a, a big reason why uh, he's had the success that he's had in the NHL. And, and so far, so good, obviously, in year one uh, with the Rangers. Um, so I've been meaning to get to this one. Scott sent this to me on Twitter. Uh, he sent me a tweet that has a potential leak of New York Rangers alternate jersey. So what I'm going to do here, if I can figure this out, is I'm going to go ahead, for those of you watching on YouTube, and I am going to basically just um, share the screen here. Here we go. So let's uh, go ahead and pull this up right about now. Yeah. So those are the alternate jerseys or what might be the alternate jerseys. Apparently this image leaked on, uh, on social media. And for those of you listening on audio, I'll try to describe it for you. It's basically just a giant New York Rangers logo, you know, the shield and everything. And it's like a Navy blue. Co- I mean, the logo is the, the same color. It would always be, but um, the, the shirt itself or the Jersey itself is like a dark navy blue kind of color. And uh, we have one more image here that I'll share of it as well. There we go. Um, so, yeah, I mean, they're they're fine. I, I don't see anything wrong with these jerseys. I'm honestly, like, a little bit underwhelmed by it, though, because you hear alternate jerseys, and you think it's going to be something kind of, like, elaborate or, or kind of, like, over the top a little bit. You know, you don't want to go too far with it. I don't want the, to see the Rangers out there wearing yellow on a certain night. But this is basically just kind of like a darker shade of blue. It's fine. I don't feel that strong about it one way or the other. Um, If they want to wear them from time to time, I I guess it's worth a shot. But, um, you know, as long as they don't go with the Lady Liberty jerseys, because the Rangers never wear, never win when they wear those. And uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't believe that the Rangers have worn the Lady Liberty jerseys this season, have they? I I don't think they've broken them out yet. And as far as I'm concerned, they can stay uh, in the the equipment room or wherever they might be right now, somewhere in the the tunnels of Madison Square Garden. Um, They don't need to be breaking them out uh, at this point. One more for you guys here. One big takeaway, the biggest one of the entire episode, the Rangers are a bona fide Stanley Cup contender. There are no guarantees here. There's a lot of season left. We're only a quarter of the way through. I do think at a certain point, the Rangers will face some adversity. They will go through a little bit of a tough stretch. Hasn't really happened yet, but 82 games is a long time to not you know, go through a little bit of a rough patch here and there. And everybody just keep your head when it happens because 82 games, no team in this league is above uh, a little bit of a rough patch, a little bit of a rough start. Uh, one of those stretches where certainly you're, not playing your best. You're also not getting any puck luck. Eventually, you got to figure that will uh, happen for the Rangers. I mean, I hope it doesn't. If they just go coast to coast and keep this uh, streak alive where they haven't lost consecutive games for as long as they can, I mean, that would be awesome. But the reason I say they're a Stanley Cup contender is I see a lot of strengths. I don't see any bona fide weaknesses on this team. Power play is excellent. The penalty kill is very good. I mean, the penalty kill is huge. Come playoff hockey. The goaltending is fantastic. Um, they're a better defensive team than they've been in years past in terms of structure. Uh, they got guys that can shoot. They got guys that can pass. They got guys that can skate. They got guys that can fight if you need to fight. Um, they're, they're a physical enough team. I wouldn't put them up there with like most physical team in the league, but they're physical enough. They're not a team that's going to go out there and get pushed around. Um, one issue right now that I guess you could point to, uh, but this is an issue that I feel like every team in the NHL has is secondary scoring. And that's kind of magnified with Kako and Hedl not being in the lineup right now. You look at the Ranger bottom six and they're all good players. And I like every single one of them. That, that's the other thing. Like it's a very likable Ranger team here. Um, but you look at the bottom six right now 
And it's kind of like, all right, where's the offense going to come from? And I know Jimmy VZ's hot right now. We'll, we'll see how long he can keep it going. Uh, Will Cooley, you know, he's going to get there eventually, I think. But right now, he's more of like a checking forward. Um, besides that, I mean, Bonino, like uh, Barclay, Goodrow, Tyler Pitlick, you're not really expecting offensive fireworks out of any of these players. Um, so we'll keep our eye on it, obviously. Johnny Brodzinski's in there, and Brodzinski lights up the AHL, but uh, just doesn't ever really seem to translate to him to the NHL. I'm still a solid player, though. Nothing against Johnny Brodzinski. Um, so again, that's the biggest thing for me is like there just aren't any glaring weaknesses on this team. They got great defensemen, guys that you know, get the job done back there. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it's a very, very exciting time. You know, there's times in the past where maybe the Rangers haven't been a great team and they'll have to play a team like you know, the Penguins when they were at their best or the Bruins when they were at their best or maybe even the Caps. Um, and you're up against this team, and it's like, man, we need to do every single thing right to even have a chance to win this game. Well, now I feel like that's the way that the Rangers are. Like other teams look at the Rangers that way. The Rangers are, are becoming like this bona fide top tier team, and teams are not going to beat them if they're making mistakes, if they're taking bad penalties, if they're sloppy with the puck. The Rangers are going to make them pay for it, and the Rangers are ultimately going to win the game. There's exceptions to that rule every once in a while. You can have like a hard luck loss kind of thing, but for the most part, you know, the Rangers' style of play it's led to success and it's, it seems sustainable. They've done it for the entire first quarter of the season. When things don't go their way, they still stick with their game plan that they, they hang in there and they find a way to come back in games. So uh, a lot of resilience too. I mean, there, there's not a lot not to like about this team right now. And I know some people will throw some things out there. And of course, there's always things that the Rangers can do better. There's always things that every team can do better, but it's an awesome start. And let me also say, as far as winning the Stanley cup, the odds are against it because technically the odds are against any team in the NHL winning the Stanley Cup. There's 32 teams and there's just too many really, really good, really, really talented teams out there. Um, but, you know, I, I feel like right now the Rangers are in a spot where they've got about as good a chance as anybody else. And, and we'll see what happens down the stretch. But very, very exciting time to be a Ranger fan. I don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves, but... Um, you know, part of this uh, podcast is, of course, looking into the future and trying to project things. And uh, I just think the Rangers have a heck of a team. I, I thought so coming into the season. And uh, right now, I've, I've just I have no choice but to double down on it because they've done even better than you know, even I was hoping. And I was feeling pretty optimistic coming into the year. Uh, but that will do it for today, guys. Once again, if you'd like to get in touch with this podcast, please send an email to LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. Once again, that is LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. Definitely give us a follow on Twitter as well, at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Once again, that is at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. And definitely subscribe to Locked On New York Rangers YouTube channel. Thanks again, guys. I'll see you next time.